production. Hello, A Life of Greatness listeners. I wanted to let you know about my private Facebook group called Live Your Life Greatly. It's a space for our community of like-minded people to give advice and tips on how to live a life of love and meaning. Search Live Your Life Greatly in Facebook groups. You can also join me on Instagram at Sarah Grimberg for daily inspiration, videos and behind-the-scenes footage. Search Sarah Grimberg on Instagram. Marianne DeMarco is a spiritual teacher, international speaker and a psychic medium. She's grown wise through her work on tapping into our intuition and developing spiritual practices and skills. As a mentor to thousands, she dances with the experience we all have, that life never goes as planned and yet the choices we make can matter. In this intimate conversation, Marianne and I discuss connecting with those on the other side, co-creating our lives and the power of surrender. You're never alone. And doing this work, connecting with the other side for other people and hearing the stories and seeing stories of healing that has taken place and just the way that spirit communicates, so fascinating and so comforting. What they have shown me, how life continues, how we do gather again together. Death is merely a transition in our world. It's just part of life. I'm Sarah Grimberg, and this is A Life of Greatness. Working as a podcast and radio producer, I have been fortunate enough to cross paths with many intriguing people who have had a profound impact on me. In this series, I share stories and experiences from the people who have brought inspiration to my life, and hopefully yours too. Marianne DeMarco is a prolific writer, teacher, and visionary. She's also the author of Medium Mentor, 10 Powerful Techniques to Awaken Divine Guidance for Yourself and Others. In its essence, this episode is about connecting with a world we can't see and having the knowing that we are never alone. My hope is that Marianne's messages inspire you to think more broadly about life and the purpose of our existence. From one of my favourite texts, A Course in Miracles, if you knew who walked beside you on the way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. I hope you enjoy this episode. Marianne DeMarco, you are an incredible psychic medium and I've chatted to a lot of psychic mediums on this podcast as I find this realm so unbelievably intriguing. Can you tell us a bit about your upbringing and when you first realised that you had these abilities? I've been seeing and hearing and feeling spirit ever since I was a little girl and I was very fortunate and am still very fortunate to have a mom who was really into this kind of stuff. So she was teaching me to meditate at a really young age, five, six, seven years old. I was going to meditation classes with her. I was learning about higher levels of consciousness and ascended masters, all of which I had very little interest in. (laughs) I wanted, I found it very weird and, and did not, I wanted more traditional things going on in my life, but I now see it was a very integral and important foundation uh, for me to have because it has played such a massive role in uh, really my whole life and how I've accepted this into my life. It's been just a normal part of my life and it's always been there because of my mom. And so as I've heard and everyone has these abilities and most children especially have these abilities and then they get to a certain age, maybe around six or seven, where it's those abilities start to be suppressed a little bit, dependent on how you're you're brought up. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what is a way that if someone is a parent to a child, they can ensure that these abilities don't become suppressed and they can really harness them in their children. That's a wonderful question. I, my mom did a beautiful thing in that she didn't encourage me, but she confirmed for me. Yeah. She validated without putting me on a stage and asking me to perform. Yeah. So when I said to her mom, you know, I dreamt about grandma last night and I felt like she was with me. My mother would say, oh, because she absolutely was. Mm. And you can speak to her anytime you want. And she never made it odd. She always just made it part of who I am and allowing children to 
use their imagination and just simply validate for them because we always think, oh, their imaginary friend or uh, they saw something in the corner. If you just validate very gently and be open-minded to it, I feel like that will help them sustain and stay open. Yeah. Uh, depending on the child, you know, sometimes children too, it's fearful, you know, there's fear around it. So I, I kind of just encourage parents to let the child come to you, let it unfold out of them and they'll show you the way children are amazing. So they're very, they're very interesting in that they don't have a filter. So don't filter it for them. Let yeah. them just express themselves. And it seems to work best that way. What is your belief on why children seem to have these abilities and then it is suppressed. Why do you think that happens? I think there's several reasons. Uh, When I was a child, I saw very uh, scary things. I didn't know about boundaries and I didn't understand why I would feel something heavier or darker, you know, rather than the light. And I think that that can frighten some children. Again, I, I had it explained to me. So I understood that I was guided and protected and I understand it, of course, much now, much more now, but as a parent, Uh, it depends, you know, it it is really a belief system too. You know, sometimes I think there's a lot of fear surrounding this, Mm. this type of work and that type of connection. And I think as, as parents expand their own breadth of knowledge and their own uh, journey without the fear attached to it, they then can instill that and give that over to their children and whatever that looks like for them too. You can be authentically still your own traditions or your own heritage or religious beliefs, but without fear attached to it, I think it just creates that beautiful, better connection and whatever that looks like for you and your family. Obviously, it sounds like you grew up in a spiritual family if your mother was speaking a lot about this kind of stuff, but was there religion involved as well? Well, my dad um, really didn't believe in any of this at all. Uh, Religion, nothing. You know, he's kind of the opposite was there formal religion? Yes. Outside of my family unit, my I was um, uh, of Italian background, an American, but raised with an Italian heritage. And so very Roman Catholic, uh, rosary beads and, you know, depictions of Jesus and Mary and, and things like that all around. And I actually felt a little odd man out. I, again, I wanted to conform to that. I wanted to feel in. So it's an interesting thing in, in my family. It was a, a nice combination of both. Yeah. Uh, my mom really had this great way of looking at spirituality. And then my surrounding family would remind me, I mean, we celebrated Christmas and things like that, but we were always respecting a higher power. And I was hearing different variations of what that was. And uh, I'm grateful for that. And Marianne, it was a while till you got into doing psychic mediumship. You had an office job before that and a few other things. You were a stay-at-home mum for a bit. Yes. Knowing that you had these abilities your whole life, what mm. made you then turn into wanting to use them as a profession and not doing that earlier? I didn't, I didn't think this would ever be an option. I thought, I know how to do this. I knew what it was. I saw other psychics out there doing it, but I never thought that it would come to me in that way. I just wanted to learn how to do it. Yeah. I wanted to finally just understand everything that I had been processing for so many years. And so when I took classes coming out of, you know, divorce and heavy grief, I I wound up in these spiritual classes by, of course, divine intervention and timing. And it was then that I started reading people in the class and understanding how to do it. And then I got really excited about it. But again, I never thought that I would be reading people like this until they started asking me to. (laughs) That's so <laughs> and funny. then I thought, oh, okay, uh, you know, a single mom. And I was like, I guess I'll start to do something like this. I had such a great interest in it. So it was something that was passionate for me. And I just started to really enjoy it and found it so lovely to do. And that's it. It took off from there. You mentioned divorce and heavy grief. And I wonder, in being so spiritually connected as you as you are, when you went through those periods in your life, how did you how did you see them from a more spiritual perspective because i find sometimes mm-hmm. when we go through hardships in life we wonder why has this happened to me was it past life is it what am i learning and all that kind of stuff and i would love to know from your perspective having been through some some tough times how you looked at mm. them and especially in the moment i know in reflection it can be a lot easier but if you remember how you felt at the time. In the moment, I felt very guided. Yeah. 
I, I know that sounds crazy, but I really never lost faith. I had, I had actually come into religion around that time. It's, it's really what sparked me to get back into spirituality and really finally understand everything that I had been processing for so many years. And uh, getting into the Catholic church actually started, re-sparked it yeah. for me, got me on my way. And I've since evolved, you know, from there and have moved into this, obviously into this space more. But being in true connection with my higher power and whatever that looked like in the moment for me, because it takes on so many transformations. But in that moment, uh, absolutely made me feel like I was being guided, that there would be an answer to all of this. And I would understand it as I went along. And that I, I really... That is absolutely my upbringing as well. Mm. Um, I was always taught to rely on a higher power for strength and guidance and trust, really. And it developed this amazing relationship with higher source, with God, power. How do you think having that connection and trusting a higher source has changed your life? Oh, in so many ways, endless ways, endless, countless ways from... Uh, really processing things that I experienced as a young person. So in reflection, I can now see that through the eyes of my higher source and not uh, forgiveness comes out of that in a lot of those areas. Uh, being a mom, uh, being a now wife, you know, my wife again, and, and experiencing that type of love, a different type of love in my life. Uh, worry and concern for my children, <laughs> you know, always, always coming in and relying on source, getting to do this work. It's endless. My connection to my guides, angels, loved ones on the other side, God, higher source, whatever it looks like for you, for, for myself has created endless, uh, an endless journey of gratitude yeah. in all areas. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Cause I've had that same connection and in any tough time, as hard as it will be, I think knowing that I have that connection and that I'm being guided and I'm not just here by myself, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. And without yes. a doubt, I always am. And I, I feel like it just makes life so different when you know that you have that. And it it's a funny word, but it makes it less scary in a sense because you feel that it's you have this group of people that you might not be able to see that are always there and that even when you might feel alone in your life, you're never alone. You know, it's that Course you're in Miracles never quote. never alone, yes, yes. When you knew who walked beside you on your path, you would never feel like you're alone. You're never alone. And doing this work, connecting with the other side for other people, not just myself, but yeah. for other people and hearing the stories and seeing the stories of healing that has taken place and just the, uh, the way that the way that spirit communicates so fascinating and so comforting what they have shown me, how life continues, mm. how we do gather again together. Uh, and that death is nearly, uh, merely a transition in our, in our world. It's just part of life to get us to the next part of life. It's uh, fascinating. It's comforting. It's, uh, I'm not afraid to go to the other side. How I get there, I mean, <laughs> and when, is <laughs> my favorite things to think about. But the fact that I, you know, we all go and knowing what I, what I know to be true within my intuitive self and my higher self, I think it's um, it, to lean on that higher power in this realm and in this life mm. is just a valuable, very valuable tool to our journey here. Do you remember, I mean, I know that you've read for a lot of people or had your own experiences. Is there one that you could share that really, I know that you always felt that you had a connection, but there's always one that just blows you away where you're like, oh, I knew this was real, but man, now I know this is real. <laughs> First of all, I will say to you, every reading I am in awe of what spirit can do. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Every, just about every reading, I'm like, you've got to I can't believe it. You know, it's just, it's amazing how spirit works, but I've had several, I have several times where the energy has come to me separately first mm. and wanted me to go to their loved one, wow. which I do not do to which I have said to that energy, no, you arrange that. And they do. 
And it absolutely blows my mind every single time. I had a, uh, an energy of a young, a young woman who passed, who lives, who used to live here uh, in my neighborhood. And I was kind of friendly with her mother, but uh, we had lost touch over the years. And I knew this energy was going to create a meeting with her mom. And I didn't know what her mom thought about spirituality. I had no idea if she was into this type of stuff. I went and did, I'd say three readings outside of town where I did not know the people, did not know the connection. And that girl showed up at each one of those readings separately from her mother. Her mother was not there. And that someone in that room knew her mom. Wow. And she arranged it every single time. And it was so confusing because I'm thinking, what is she doing here? You know, each time I'm like, why is this girl here? Uh, and I and I remember just spitting it out and they say, oh yeah, I know why you're saying that. And they knew her and they knew wow. the family. And she just put those pieces together. Um, and she was, she was just relentless. And her name is Kate. And Caitlin's one of my favorite energies that comes through. And her mother is extraordinary, uh, just an extraordinary person. And she finally... Her mom came to me and uh, she said, I think I'm supposed to see you. This is all I've been hearing. And was there something that she wanted to say to her mom that was yes. of urgency or something she, she felt that she needed to tell her? She absolutely needed to tell her mother that she was okay. Oh. Uh, and most of them do, you know, especially in that scenario, you know, which is one of, of course, one of the toughest losses anything we can experience in life. Yes. And uh, she wanted to, she wanted her mom. She was very funny. She wanted her mom to laugh. I mean, things that I definitely could not have known. She had messages for her sister and her father and different family members. And we did a lot of laughing and a lot of crying. Um, but yeah, she, she made that happen. And knowing her personality now, the way that I do, hearing all the stories about her, that's absolutely in line with her personality. She's a determined young woman. Wow. And you obviously have your new book, Medium Mentor, which allows people to be able to tap into their own intuition because as we are speaking about, everyone has these, these sort of abilities. What I would like you to talk a bit about so people who are kind of new to this stuff understand, there are spirit guides, there are angels, there's God if people believe in mm -hmm. a source of some sort. What is the difference between all of them? Source for me is the all-knowing. Source for me is God, Yahweh, whatever you, whatever you decide is your most highest of power. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's probably the greatest mystery. <laughs> you know, yes. what that all is, is obviously I don't think meant for us to entirely understand. Guides, loved ones, angels, all a little different for me. Angels represent themselves as, you know, light beings for me. Uh, very high source, high level energy. They work at a high frequency. These are all symbolic too. You know, they do come in as pure light for me, sometimes by different colors to represent the archangels. So Archangel Michael is a great example. He comes in blue, full of protection, Raphael green for healing. And that's how I see them. And I separate them. They're very much here for um, healing purposes and understanding of, of why we're here. And of course, protection as well. And then our loved ones, of course, are our loved ones, right? So we can access them anytime we like, a little different than guides for me. Loved ones come in uh, very reassuring, letting us know that they are still part of our lives. They come in uh, a little bit more evidential, obviously, because we knew them. So they can come in with facts, different things that um, they have going on, and we have access to them anytime that we want. And then our guides, our those are the individuals that I feel like maybe we've been with in past mm. life, um, soul packs. So they have many different representations symbolically, Egyptians, indigenous people, uh, Grecians I've seen, all kinds. But when I, when I take that away, it's usually pure light and I just, there's a symbolism behind the representation. And they are here to help us in our lives. They are here to give us the breadcrumbs and help us get through our life and hit our pinpoints and stay on path and help us through everything that we need them to. And they change. We have one, I feel, that, we, yes. that kind of sticks with us, that ushers us in and ushers us out, so to speak. And then the rest for me can change based on what we need in that moment. Is there certain ones we should be calling on? Mm -hmm. I remember someone once saying to me, it's great to have your deceased loved ones, but maybe 
if they didn't know so much here, they might not be the best to call on for this sort of stuff. You should call on your spirit guides. And <laughs> But I mean, I don't know if that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might want to be choosy of your family member. That's really funny. I love that. I feel like they now know the secret. I mean, yeah. one thing that I've seen is that they don't carry worldly woe. Yes. They are free from all of that. They have done their work here. And They've let go of judgment, which is a big thing that I would love your listeners to hear. They they are fine. They've let go of judgment. They're not sitting there shaming us or wondering what the heck we're doing. Why did we make that decision? You know, they they understand that we're human and we're still trying to figure it out. But yeah, I go to the heavy hitters for uh, guidance. Yeah, I go for my to my loved ones for reassurance and love. Yeah, let me know you're around. Uh, you know, show me a sign. Or I'll just go, I do a meditation in the book called Meeting Hours in Heaven. I'll just go to my favorite space with them in a meditation, like my grandmother's house. And I will, you know, see the whole image of what the house looks like. I can remember the smells, everything, and I'll sit with them and I'll do that for a meeting. And it's lovely because you can continue that relationship. Yes. You can go on and on. But your guides for me are very specific and they are showing up. They are, even if you don't believe in them, they believe in you. Even if you don't know who they are, yeah. they know who you are. <laughs> and to get to know them and have a relationship with them can lead to so much of your spiritual practice, of your healing in life, of your decision-making that you're trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to figure out in your world, you can understand your relationships in your life as well, because you can talk about soul contracts with them and figure out what you're supposed to be working on, what lesson you can still learn. So to me, our guides are our besties. They're yeah. the ones that are kind of like here for us. They're the ones that are like, we're, we're going to help you get through this. They're the ones that I always talk to when I'm praying or when I just want comfort or just have a conversation with. When you're getting a reading from someone or say you're reading someone, say my spirit guide is talking to you and giving mm-hmm. you information about me. Is that correct? Yes. If I'm working at a, a spiritual frequency, so something that is making my energy connect directly to your energy, my guides are probably working with your guides. I'm not really uh, necessarily listening to loved ones on the yes. other side. That's a whole different frequency. I'm going to raise my vibration to that mediumship frequency then. But if I'm listening to your guides and giving you a uh, life path, I'm giving you energy that you might be carrying things that you can let go of, what you could be working on, parts of your service. That to me all comes from your guides. Wow. What I want to know a bit about is prediction, which is obviously something that psychics work with. And a lot of people, that's why they want to go to psychics because they love the prediction side of things. Mm. But I have found a lot of it to be very incorrect. And when my girlfriends knew that I was talking to you, can you please ask her these questions? I was like, absolutely. It's <laughs> a great question, yes. Why is a lot of it not correct? And I know like in any in industry, you get better people, better doctors, better scientists. It doesn't matter what industry it is. Mm-hmm. But I wonder with prediction, from what I've heard, it's just you can't 100% always guarantee that it will be correct. But then mm-hmm. I wonder, well, why is it then given if you can't guarantee that it will be correct? I love this question. I'm so glad you asked this question. Well, what I tell, the way I read and what I've given over to my clients is I'm going to, Spirit's going to show us lots of scenarios because based on free will, that can change. Yeah. Based on divine timing, that can change. I don't love giving timing in predictions. Yes. Uh, that's not really my jam. Once in a while, Spirit will will say something and I always kind of roll my eyes because I don't love that. What I rather give is guidance to get to that end result Mm -hmm. or get to that point. Um, Can I, I, I've probably predicted many things, it's, but it's not really about that for me. It's never been about that. It's really about what is in between these aha moments. What is this lesson that you can learn or this this path that you can be taken on where you're gathering all of this information that can enhance your life. So for me, that can throw course in different directions. Yes. And I think that that's why I never do worldly predictions. I don't, I, that's just not my thing. But if I'm giving somebody guidance, I will always go for the highest good, the most greatest good 
of outcomes. There's also things that psychics can choose not to see. So there might be boundaries around them. Um, I don't want to see death. I'm not going to predict illness on you. Those are things, those are boundaries for me. So everything that I see prediction wise is really a path. And hopefully there's breadcrumbs to follow it to get to your most highest results. Yeah. or best result. And, and I also believe that our guides, angels, God, uh, you know, we are in their care as well. So if they see something that is not going to serve you well, and you've been in tune with that, and you've been intuitively coursed, uh, put, uh, put on a different course, great, even better. Yeah. I think that's why, that's my interpretation of it. I, I love that question because I think it's very true. And it can also be very addictive, mm. um, you know, where people want to keep coming to psychics and seeing them and getting answers. I always tell people, go once and then let the information marinate. Let it yeah. sit for a while. I've had plenty of clients say to me, whatever, <laughs> and I love this. I, you read me a few years ago. I didn't understand some of the things that you were saying, and now it all makes yeah. sense. And that could be four and five years later. It does. I feel that sometimes predictions, you think, oh, that was not right. That never happened. And then three years <laughs> later, you're like, hey, that lady that I didn't think was any good actually <laughs> got it all right. Yeah, so it's, it's it does. It takes time. Yes. It takes it time. Takes time. It also takes a belief system too. Yeah. And and set it and forget it. I always tell people when you receive that type of guidance or you're manifesting, let's say, and somebody comes in and confirms that manifestation. So you're thinking, oh, I want that job. I've been manifesting that job. And then you sit with the psych and they're like, you're going to get this job. Yeah. You get that job. Set it and forget it. And let your guides come in and show you the breadcrumbs in order to get there because you might have two or three jobs before that big job comes. That's so you, and, and it all serves you. So nothing's wasted. I always feel like when we surrender over to that, nothing's wasted. Mm. Every experience is for a reason. Yes. And then we get to just add on to our knowledge here. That's so interesting. You mentioned divine timing, and that's something that I've really tried to stick by in my life of the knowing that things do happen in divine timing. It is one of the hardest things to also do because you want everything now. And especially if you're told something or you're trying to manifest it, which you talk a lot about in your book, Medium Mentor, you want these things straight away. But as you mentioned, things take time and there are, Mm -hmm. say for the job, there might be three jobs you get before you get that amazing job. You just gave that example. Why do things have to happen in divine timing? The relationship, the job, the whatever it is. Can you explain that to us? I, I, the only way that I can, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked me that question was, what would be the fun in getting everything now? Yes. <laughs> right? It, to me, it's sort of this, if you, if you reflect on your life, a lot of what has gone on in my own life through the eyes, again, of, of working through this spirituality the way that I do now with, with spirituality, I go, oh, now I understand. Mm. Now I get it, why it was sort of set up that way. Or I see where I was being protected. I always tell people, you know, sometimes we have to thank God that they're not happening, that things aren't mm-hmm. happening because it's probably for a very good reason. And when that's not happening, lean into, again, gratitude because you're probably being protected. And for me, instant gratification, I think, is what we're all starting to get used to mm. in the world that we live in. You know, we could just turn on our phones. Everything's at our fingertips. And we, we you know, Amazon just drops whatever you want off yeah. at the door, which is fabulous. I love, well, I love that part of life, I'm, for sure. But when it comes to manifesting, you, we are at the good graces of divine. And I, I think that that is just a very important part to understand, like be in the moment. Mm. Enjoy that moment. Understand it in real time. Let's put it out there. Go big. Of course, always go big, but be in the moment. And because that moment is just as important as your end destination in whatever it is that you're looking to manifest. I always say everything I learn, I teach. I, what I'm learning in life, I try to give over whether it's for myself or for somebody else. So to me, those steps are really important. So important. I want to talk to you about intuition because you speak a lot about that in Medium Mentor. And I have to tell you about two occasions that happened to me that I thought I'm, I'm going to bring this up when I talk to you. It was actually quite incredible. One only happened yesterday. 
where I was actually at the hairdresser and the hairdresser's dog is so divine and it just jumped on my lap and sat there and I thought, this is the cutest thing in the world. It's like a little Jack Russell, I'm taking photos of it. And then at the moment I was taking photos of it, I thought, oh, I should send this to my friend. He loves dogs and this is so random. This random dog just jumps on my lap. Uh, It's divine. And then I just got flooded with nearly a panic attack. And I never have panic attacks. And I remember thinking, holy God, that came out of nowhere. And woof. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and I knew that it wasn't me because I was in a good mood. And like I said, I don't really ever get them. Sent the photo to my friend of me and the dog. And then last night I called my friend and we were just chatting. And I said, oh, it was so weird. I nearly had this panic attack in the hairdresser out of nowhere. I did think of you. And he said, do you know the moment that you sent me that photo, I was in the middle of having a panic attack? I love it. Because I knew, Marianne, that that wasn't me. I wasn't, why is my body just going into this state of, I was fine, but it was like full panic. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm having a great time with this dog. (laughs) I'm not scared or in fear of anything, but I did think of him and he's going through a bit of hardship at the moment. How can that even happen? Now, um, empathy, empathic. Yeah. When you are highly empathic and you get a download, which is what you got, a cue from spirit to say, uh, pick up the dog, let that dog jump up on you and you're going to love up on this dog. And then your friend is going to be inputted into your frame of reference. And then if you were not speaking to yourself, but if somebody said to you, let's change your words up a little bit, you know, you should really text them a picture of the dog. Right. So now we're hearing it coming into us instead of us thinking we're creating it. And you think I should do that. And so you text your friend and you're feeling clairsentience, clairknowing, your claircognizance, excuse me, is all up in it. And you're feeling what he feels because at that moment, spirit is putting your energies together. Wow. And is connecting you. And so you are feeling his panic. What I love is that you shared it with him. Because spirit said, call him up. Yeah. Share it with him so we can show you this validation, how cool we are and how we make things work. <laughs> <laughs> so they show it's off so a little bit. Lovely. I'm always like, it's showing off. Yeah. They little wink, like, we've got you. And we know you're going to talk to a psychic tomorrow and we're going to figure this out for you. And then he validates. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? That is those amazing moments where spirit's at its best. And what they are doing is they are waking you up. They're flicking you in your third eye, you know, and they're saying to you, you are capable of doing this. Yeah. And you, not only can you do it, you can do it in extraordinary ways and you can help whoever you feel called to help in that moment. And so the healer comes out in you because it's beautiful healing energy. So the healer comes out in you and that's what it's like. You know, so if you're, when you're thinking of someone and they text, Yes, that's happened to and me. And you're singing a song and it comes up on, you know, whatever you're listening to at the moment. Yeah. All of a sudden it pops up. I was just thinking of this song. You're singing it in your head. The person next to you starts singing it. It's all energy. Connected, intertwined. We are all intertwined. We're all connected. And when you raise your awareness and you're open to this type of work, and if you've been thinking about it and you've been reading the book, you're you're opening yourself up. Just the thought of it starts the process. Yeah. They're going to show you what that looks like. Isn't that? I, I love it. It's incredible. And this is like not as big as that, but again, something I think you'll appreciate. So a girlfriend of mine is moving to Sydney. We had a coffee and she's talking about Sydney. And in my head, I'm thinking I should tell her about our mutual friend, Michaela. Michaela lives in Sydney. My friend's super spiritual. Michaela is, she's divine. I didn't say anything. I was just thinking it when she was talking <laughs> about finding an apartment. Then she mm-hmm. stops and she says, What's on your necklace? And it was the necklace that Michaela made that mm-hmm. I got sent that I was wearing. And I said, oh, my God, it is so funny that you mentioned that. It's made by my friend Michaela. I was just thinking about how I should introduce you guys because you're about to move to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you need to Whoa. hang out with me. I'll get you reading in no time. We'll have you start, we'll have you start reading people. That's it. Yeah. That intuitive advice. When I was younger, I used to just think I was really opinionated. You know, I actually couldn't stop myself from saying, I don't think you should date that guy. He's going to be, you know, a jerk for you. And 
And I, and I would, I was always that friend that was like, I told you, you know, I just knew it. You know, I knew that that was going to happen. And I now realize that that was my psychic self. You know, that was the intuitive knowing and being able to not only be intuitive for my own life, which I wasn't very good at at that age, but for somebody else, I was picking up on their storyline and their energy. And so whoever your friend was speaking, you were speaking to, it could have been a loved one. It could have been a guide saying, tell her about Michaela. Now you're resisting because your rational mind is getting in the way. So they're still like, tell her about Michaela. And you're thinking, I'm not going to do that. So you're resisting. So they got her compliment on her necklace, compliment her necklace. And so she says, I love your necklace. And then you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. I was just thinking about telling you about Michaela. That's how it works. It's so That's how crafty they are. I want to ask, so what if you're asking for guidance or you're going through hardship and you feel like nothing is happening. So mm. my friend who's having this thing, the one when I had the panic attack, he's got this whole thing with his work at the moment. He's praying, he's doing all those things, and he's just seeing not much. Mm-hmm. How do you not lose faith in a time like that? Well, I don't think you have to force your faith. Yeah. I think, I think if you force your faith, it feels exactly that, very forced. So I would say, if you're mad at your higher power, be mad. They're not mad at you. They get it. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know that forcing faith is, is always a good thing. But I do listen to my words very closely mm. in that time. How am I presenting the situation? Am I always speaking about it in hopeless terms? Because the universe has very big ears. And what we put out will very much come back. Right. So we have to be very careful how we describe it, which can be very difficult yes. when you're annoyed. So I would say, be annoyed, express yourself, but try to come back to center. Try to come back to self, higher self, where we're saying, okay, I know this seems like a big, bad moment right now, but if I just get myself back to center, and that really starts with little things, raising vibration, changing perception, uh, allowing your words to be positive flow, looking for opportunities where you might be resisting that might be outside of your comfort zone that spirit continues to try and show you. Sometimes I'll say to spirit, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Yeah. Because I'm either being stubborn or I don't want to deal with disappointment or I'm completely fixated on exactly what I want, which is always a thing, yeah. right? And they might be saying to me, well, we've shown you like three or four other options and you just keep resisting. You just keep resisting. So I try to... Again, live in the moment, not project too much. Uh, and I never say this lightly because I think it can be very difficult. But if you could find that pinpoint, change that vibration by starting with gratitude or I know my worth. Mm. I know something is coming. I feel it coming. Something better is on my way. Speaking about it as if it's already happening. All of that is part of manifest- manifestation and vibration. Uh, and writing it out is sometimes easier. Yes right? Because our mind is so annoyed Mm. with it not happening or we're feeling really down and you can write it out. And I I find that making a list very much helps of of what it is that you're trying to get. And and then of course, address your fear, let it, let it show up, but then let's go forward with it. Just sitting tight over there while we work through it in a different way with more positive uh, feeling around it. And With manifestation, I mean, I do it a lot in meditation, but how do you suggest, and I know you speak about this in Medium Mentor, how do you suggest that people best manifest? I think in a way, first of all, I always tell people, do your spirituality in a way that feels authentically you. Don't try and make it look like somebody else's. Uh, Automatic writing is a wonderful way where you're directly sitting with spirit, you're allowing them to come into your space. You are writing along with them, letting that energy flow into the pen, go do pen and paper, yeah. not, not on the phone and allow it to be shown to you and revealed to you and write it out. Be very clear in your manifestations. I always say again, set it and forget it. Don't wait around, mm. look for the breadcrumbs, ask for clarity, be a constant conversation with your guides about what you want it to look like when you have it then you know it's there and they will continue to show it to you. 
You can ask for signs, but again, once you see the sign, don't keep asking for the sign. The reason why I say that is because you're trying to develop a relationship of trust. And if we keep questioning them and keep asking them, we're not trusting. We're not trusting the process. We're not trusting in our belief system. And it's not easy. Again, I always say this, but with practice, it does get better. When you're consistent in your practice, manifestations again are, uh, you you could see much more with much more clarity how to Mm -hmm. get there. Your part in it. Remember, we can manifest, but we are, there's no I in team. Yeah. They are asking us to be part of the process. I, I often hear people like, oh, I put it on my board and I sat down and I meditated about it and it's going to happen. I, yes, it is. And I love all of that. Please do it if, you, if that's your thing, but know that you're going to be shown steps and they're going to ask you to get outside of your comfort zone sometimes. Mm-hmm. You might have to do something like we talked about in between that you weren't planning on it. On doing, but meditation, doing things that raise your vibration. I love taking a walk and speaking to spirit, little music in my ears, thinking about my manifestations that way, what it is they want me to do. I ponder on my service, all that type of stuff. So there's many ways, but be very clear and just know we have to trust divine timing again, which is just... Always fabulous. What I think is always a bit of a dance is that surrendering, surrendering to oh, yes. that higher power and that the that's the, the trust. Yes, and the fact mm-hmm. where you go, all right, rather than manifest this over and over every day for three years, it's enough now because you don't want that desperate energy to be around you either. Because that, I suppose, from a law of attraction perspective, is not good either. So mm-hmm. it's like, as you said set it, leave it, and know in good faith that you've surrendered it to a higher power. And I suppose what will be, will be. Yes, because I'll give you a, a good example. I A few years ago, I was asked if I wanted to put a TV show together. And I thought, oh yeah, that'll be fun. Let's do that. And so I worked with a production company and we put a project together. And I thought, okay, well, I've always wanted to do this on a big platform. I've always felt the call to do, to reach as many people as I can, honestly, to help them and wake them up. So I thought, well, this, and this is fun. I thought that would be fun. Nice combination Mm. of both. But I always put in, please make sure that my, I'll do it. And thank you for showing it to me, spirit. But please make sure that my children are taken care of and that my, you know, my marriage remains intact because that's a big commitment. Well, it didn't happen. And of course I had disappointment around it. And my ego was all up in it with the disappointment. But then I realized I was so needed as a mother in that moment. I didn't know it until it came into my space. I needed to pay attention to relationship. And I I just still had personal things to do that I asked to make sure I was protected in. And so spirit said, not now. That's not going to happen now. And so it didn't. And I, and I was able to pay attention to the children, my children in a way that I needed to. And I had to accept that. So sometimes they just know better for us. They know what it is that works best. How would you have even have realized, I mean, maybe it's because of your expertise, but to even say, make sure that my marriage stays intact and that my kids are looked after rather than just saying, oh my God, I think it would be amazing to do a TV show and reach as many beautiful people as possible. I mean, most people wouldn't even put that bit in their manifestation because they wouldn't even think of that. I, I work with boundaries a lot. Yeah. And I learned a lot about balance. Mm. Uh, When I first started doing this work, I was, you know, putting out my energy all the time. It's all I, it's all I wanted to do. And I realized I would get physically really exhausted. And then I, you know, my children were little at the time and I, I couldn't get to them and it, it just didn't work. It, it gave me more stress. Yes. So when I thought about a schedule like that and what it may look like, mm. which I didn't know, I just thought, oh, I guess that would be really busy. I thought about what that would again, what I learned from the first time. And so that's probably why I said it. It could have been my loved ones too saying mm. to me, say that, make sure you put that in there. Make sure yeah. you add what's important to you. And uh, it worked out for the better, for sure. Wow, that's so unbelievably interesting. I've heard you say that we can trust the universe, and I believe that to always be true. 
you are a medium and with mediumship, I know that you have to deal with obviously people's loved ones that have passed. Mm -hmm. And that can be so unbelievably tragic for anyone. No one wants to have a loved one go on to the next realm, even if you know everything that happens and that it's fine. It's still sad. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that grief process and how people can be okay with it and still have that faith in the universe even when, say, someone's taken from them in a way that might not just be they're old and it's time to go or in a, in a way that can be at times what we perceive on this earthly plane to be a lot crueler. Yes. Wow. I, first thing I say about grief is that no one can tell you how to grieve yeah. uh, and that the grief process is very, is very personal depending on who you are and and the relationship and the circumstances around it. And so I never tell anybody how to grieve in that way. But what I, what I do tell them is if you could try to coexist with your grief and not let it consume you, um, that that is a, a pretty important part to maybe starting to see with, with clarity. And I think there's different circumstances. It's very hard to tell a parent who's lost their child, Oh, just have faith. You know, I think that they have to get there on their own. And outside of spirituality, there's many modalities that can help you get there. And I tell people that spirituality is comprehensive care. Mm -hmm. And that goes for grief as well, that you should reach out to uh, all types of support in your life in order for you to come to your peace and whatever that looks like. And I I know people who probably uh, never stop being mad at God. And I can't say I blame them you know, for their circumstances and and for what has gone on. But if you could try to coexist and know for certainty that your loved one is okay and that you can continue the relationship with them by making a connection, and of course it's very different, I think sometimes that's the best that you can ask of yourself. Yes. For sure, yeah. What made you want to write Medium Mentor? Mm, I wanted to, I just wanted to, I well, I heard I was, I was manif- I was really manifesting another book. I didn't know what it was going to look like. And then I kept hearing, oh, well, wake them up. You know, wake them up, wake them up. And I thought, oh, you, you want me to write a book about how to do this? Yeah. And the more I leaned into that thought, the more it felt like a flow. I had no resistance. And I thought, oh, yeah, I would love to share this information because I remember how long it took me to find it. Mm. And I just wanted to make something that felt like it wasn't wooey. I, I really want to demystify all yeah. of this for people and have them know that it's it's really it's much more easier than you think it is. That is not something outside of ourselves. That spirituality or this connection that we can have is something that lives with each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability to do this. That we are the light. We are part of the light. And that if you access it, I hope. Uh, that you can find it incredibly life-changing. And I just wanted a really easy, simple way for people to do that. It's so funny you say that like it isn't wooey because, I mean, I think the same thing, even though it sounds like it absolutely is, it so isn't. And that's why I love to talk about this kind of stuff because, I mean, look at you. You're not one of those people (laughs) with a big ball on your table (laughs) in a dark room. You're so normal. And I always tell people, oh, yeah, I left my crystal ball at home. And, you know, I don't have yeah. my cake with me today. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I have just happened to, to talk to dead people. You know, I, I don't think it's really unusual. <laughs> you know, and yes, I try to really normalize it because I think that the, there's this, you know, there's like stereotyping around it, I guess. Yeah. You know, but I think it's becoming more and more mainstream, you know, totally. at, least, at least on my end. At least I'd like to think so. Maybe I have tunnel vision on. But I feel but the I same feel as well. Like it is. Yeah. I absolutely so. feel the same. I feel as the wellness world gets bigger and it has, and especially after COVID where everyone's like, oh my God, what's happening? Yes. Then yes. people are looking within themselves and then realizing that they there are other realms and this kind of stuff isn't the Hollywood, like we said, crystal ball lady sitting there <laughs> kind of trying to usher up dead Conjur- people to talk to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I live on Long Island in New York, so we know that we have we have several mediums from this area too. Yeah. I mean, Teresa Caputo uh, 
you know, God love her. I mean, she just made it really normal. She is herself. You know, she just put herself out there. John Edward is another wonderful medium um, who early on had uh, his own show. And I just remember watching yes, him and I thinking, remember him. I remember saying out loud. Yeah. I remember saying out loud, watching him. Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to do that. Wow. Like kind of automatic. It was weird, you know, but it just made it really normal. And I, and I, I hope that that's what people, when they read this book, I hope that they feel it resonates with them in a way that they are like, oh yeah, I get that. That's me too. Oh, I feel those goosebumps. I have those chills. Oh, I can, I can access this more because to your point through, through pandemic, uh, I mean, people really craved it uh, more than ever. Yes. They were craving their, what I realized is that they were not only yes, seeking um, for me to connect with their loved ones, but they really wanted to know how to do it themselves. Yeah. And, and truly understand it. So I think there's a calling for it right now and it's really loud. It is, it is loud. And I think also people are kind of seeking some clarity when they feel that the world is so topsy-turvy and especially yeah. like we said during COVID and coming out of that and then having a handful of other things that are going on to have that sense that again, we're always being divinely guided. We can connect with loved ones and making sense of that gives yourself such a sense of inner peace that yes. even though the world around you is going a bit nuts, you can be centred knowing that, having that. And I think that's so unbelievably important for people that's to realise. so realize. beautifully said. Yes, beautifully said because we have to surrender over to that we're not going to know all the answers yeah. of this earthly realm, but that we are in fact earthly mm. and that as we experience raising our vibration to the ethereal, which is so much fun and lovely, we must also remember that we are here to experience things and some of them not so pleasant, Mm. but hopefully some of them really truly joyful and wonderful. And to me, it's, I I often will, you know, skeptics and they'll want to ask me lots of questions. I'm like, you know, if you're just enjoying this earthly realm, and that's your spiritual belief. Mm. And that gets you through the day where you can look at a blue sky and go, wow, that sky was really blue today. Mm. And you find that to be a miracle or baby laughing and, and that's your thing. Mm. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is that brings you that inner peace and that inner joy in a world that can seem so chaotic, just hold on to that. That's mm. okay. It doesn't have to look like anything else but that. It's so interesting you say that because that brings me to a question that I'd love to ask you, which is, how do people who are super spiritual and are really connected to this sort of thing, what advice do you give to them to deal with people who don't believe in a soul, who don't believe that there is any existence beyond this realm? And the fact that it's, that's okay, because like you said, mm-hmm. we're all here to experience different things and some people will in a sense be woken up and others may not, but that <laughs> is still all right. But I, I know that people do struggle with dealing with people who seem like they don't believe that there is any existence beyond what we what we can see with our eyes. Mm-hmm. The the idea of the ego would want us to convince them. Yeah, the ego would want us to explain it and get them to believe the way that we believe. And I just feel that you know, oh gosh, we're all judged so much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just let them be, and all you can do is speak your truth. Yeah, and be in that authentic that authenticity. Uh, of your own space will bring you people of like mind. Yeah, They will bring you your people, I promise. So you don't have to worry about anyone else who is not believing. Mm. Um, I have plenty of them surrounding me. I've, I've heard, I've gotten lovely emails from people who want to judge and whatever. And honestly, uh, early on, I used to really get very hurt by that. The more I didn't allow it into my space, the less I, 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 I'm, again, I think I have just It's just not part of my vibration. I just sort of let it go. Uh, And it wasn't easy to do that, but there will always be somebody in in every area of your life telling you something. Yes. That's, uh, you know, yeah, that's the opposite, you know, to your own belief system. But I I just don't lean into it. And that's my, my biggest advice is don't try to convince anybody. We're not here to do that. As a psychic medium, I'm just a conduit. Mm. It's really not about me. You know, I'm just, I'm just able to do it and, and happily give it over. Uh, and then I just try and take my care of myself in the process, my family in the process and, and be kind and deliver uh, words for the highest good of all concern. That's really yeah. it. Anything outside of that is none of my business. Yes, that's beautiful. Marianne, 
What is the best advice that you have ever been given? Always know that you're enough. Mm. I think that's the best advice. Own that. Own that you as a human being are enough. And that because the reason why I was told that is because we can all get so wrapped up in, in what we're supposed to accomplish and in our ego. And I, I felt so grounded and, and so uh, free Yeah. when I just learned that phrase that I am enough. And to me, it just speaks volumes and everything about who you are in your most flawed moments and in your, in your highest of highs, mm-hmm. that you are enough and that that's the way the universe sees you. In every form that you are, you are enough. Mm, I love that. What is the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn? <laughs> Patience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Patience. Patience and, um, well, and self-worth, I guess. When I learned it, I learned it. But patience for the most. Uh, being, I'm not, I did not do well with disappointment. I do not do well with <laughs> So I still learn it. I learn it. But I give it over now in a different way. I used to get like angst about it, you know. And now I just sort of hand it over and roll mm. my eyes every so often when I'm being impatient. <laughs> but I think it's patience. What's your favorite prayer? I think the Our Father is my favorite prayer, prayer actually. Um, and not, not because it's a Catholic prayer. It's a very calming and soothing prayer. It's, very, it's a, a prayer of um, healing. Yes. And I say it often. It's very calming. If I ever feel anxiety, I just gave this over to a friend of mine who was having a, a real major anxiety attack. And I said to her, uh, say in our father, it's a, it's a prayer of healing. Mm. And anything along those lines that I can learn. Beautiful. Yeah, that's probably my favorite prayer. What's the most mystical experience that you have ever had? <laughs> I did a meditation where I was shown my reincarnation. Wow. And it was fascinating. One of the most, that's one of the most recent ones that I can think of. But I've taken like astral flight and, uh, I mean, I speak to deceased loved ones for a living. So yeah, every day is sort of, it's kind of a mystical moment. <laughs> every day um, is a mystical moment for every you. Every day is pretty mystical <laughs> moment. But um, I was on an acupuncture table once where I, uh, this, the ceiling opened up above me and I had healing light uh, uh, trickle down and green. Yeah, I mean, I've had lots of, but I'm open to all of it too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always like, wow, that was really cool. I kind of look at those experiences that way, but many. Do you get blown away by anything now? Yes. Yeah? Oh, yes. I'm so humbled by this work. And I'm so incredibly humbled by what spirit can do. It, mm. it, it amazes me. Most recently, because I've been teaching so much, and I, I have one-on-one mentor clients, and yeah. I do workshops. So most recently, uh, seeing somebody who did not think they had any ability make that connection really gets me so jazzed. Yeah, I love that. I get very excited when I see somebody go, oh my gosh, I just read that person, you know, or, you know, like they'll say, oh, so-and-so, I feel like there's a man next to you and maybe his name is Tom. And you hear the other person go, yeah, my dad is Tom. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you see their reaction. I'm obsessed with that. Never gets old. Wow. What's your greatest hope for society today? Oh, that we understand that we are um, a collective light all working together. Mm that we're supposed to be working together. Yeah. Uh, that's really my biggest hope, that, uh, that we are also accountable for our actions, mm-hmm. uh, that there's an accountability in who we are as people, what we give to each other, what we give to ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, what we give to our fellow souls roaming this earth is very important. That's on us. And so my, my biggest hope is that we understand that we are intertwined energy-wise yeah. that, as a collective. Yeah. And our final question, Marianne, what is a life of greatness to you? Oh, inner peace. Mm. I say to my husband, um, it gets me a little emotional now that you asked me that. I say to my my husband, are you happy? You know, even on a bad day, he's always kind of wondering, are you happy? And I say, I wake up every day with um, feeling content and joy. Mm. And to me, that's like the most wonderful thing yeah. you can ever experience in life. I don't know. There's just something about, it's not overwhelming happiness. It's just, con- I'm content. I'm mm. peaceful. Yeah, it's peaceful. that inner peace. No matter what craziness is going on, I'm peaceful. That's beautiful. Marianne, thank, thank you. you for sharing all your beautiful wisdom today. And thank you for being the wise teacher that you are. I am so very grateful. Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, then I'd love you to join my community on Instagram at Sarah Grimberg, where we post videos and behind-the-scenes footage of each recording. You can also join my private Facebook group, Live Life Greatly, where we discuss the content in this episode and many more, as well as give advice and tips on how to live a life of love and meaning. To purchase my ebook, Finding Greatness, head to sarahgrimberg.com. And if you love what you heard, then we'd love you to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app and leave a five-star review. It will help us share this wisdom with others. A Life of Greatness's executive producer is me, Sarah Grimberg. Audio producers, Matt Curry and Nicola Sitch. Special thanks to Grant Tothill for bringing this dream to life. For more episodes, search a Life of Greatness podcast, download the new listener app now and listen for free.